0: how is it going? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on whatever time you are listening to this at. So in today's episode of the Leo Alves podcast, I am going to discuss with you why Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe. And I felt like this was a fitting episode for two reasons, because number one, the episode before this one was why Japan has one of the lowest obesity rates worldwide and one of the highest life expectancies worldwide as well. So that's the first reason. Now, the second was because I've actually discussed Italy's low obesity rate in uh, articles, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, uh, YouTube videos before. And uh, I've lightly touched upon it in a podcast episode previously, but I've never actually dedicated a podcast episode to this. So I felt like it was about time. And uh, this always just seems to be a topic that many people, potentially yourself included, are interested in. So I feel like it makes a lot of sense to... Just make a podcast episode about this. And um, this is actually, again, drawing from an article I previously wrote back in 2019. After, shortly after, I went to visit Italy with a good friend to visit another friend of ours. We spent, at the time, so this was like five years ago now, believe it or not. We, we stayed in Modena, so the north of Italy. And then we vi- uh, visited Bologna, uh, Florenza, Venezia, so Venice, Milan as well. And I've also visited Rome on a separate occasion. And I do hope I pronounce those city names correctly. If you're Italian, I hope you're not getting too upset at me for that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm just going to get stuck into the podcast episode. So in regard to that trip, you'll probably be able to relate when I say I had delicious Italian food, enjoyed typical Italian breakfasts. Uh, experienced the Italian aperitivo, which I will expand on shortly, uh, social eating, and witnessed uh, the notorious Italian passion when people speak, you know, think the flailing of hands, which, you know, it's not an exaggeration, it it really does happen. Now, when I, like I said, visited all these cities, including Milan, which is uh, also the home of fashion, two massive football clubs, and uh, somewhere not known for its Delicious Italian food, at least by local standards, which I thought was quite interesting because when I ate in Milan, I actually thought the food was really tasty, which I guess says a lot. So soaking up the Italian culture and the delicious Italian food, it got me thinking about the weight management and obesity in Italy. Because when I looked into it, I found out that, like I said, Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe. And uh, with my interest in nutrition and my background in um, one-to-one online fitness coaching, which again, I specialize in weight loss. I found this quite surprising and I wanted to delve deeper into why. And um, I will say that one primary reason for the surprise was that when you think of Italian food, and I'm talking delicious Italian food, you think of gelato, pizza, spaghetti, and these are free foods which can be very easily calorie dense. And trust me when I say Italians don't care about low calorie as much as good taste, and rightly so. So with that said and done, let's get stuck into potential reasons why I think Italians, at the time of recording this, I should say, because it could always change, have the lowest obesity rate in Europe. And the first potential reason, this is a no particular order by the way, kinda. I guess I'm gonna do it like the Japan episode in which I started with nutrition first because you know ultimately at the end of the day, weight is going to come down primarily to nutrition. Nutrition is always going to be the main driver of weight loss, weight gain, etc. So I'm going to start with nutrition and no particular order amongst the nutrition points. And then I'm gonna just get stuck into other potential reasons why. But I think the first reason is slower, more social eating. So Italians often enjoy meals in groups. And I don't even think this is just limited to Italians. I think this is something that often happens within Southern European culture. And I can relate to this uh, this as well, because even though I am born and raised in the UK, uh, London to be precise, my parents are Portuguese. So once or twice a year, every year, whilst I was growing up, I would always go to Portugal and I would spend time with my family there. And I always found it really cool how just meals as a family, was something that was really emphasised, which isn't something that happens, at least not in my bubble, as much in the UK. And uh, I really just like that social aspect, and I find that just really helps with, you know, for various reasons, but in regard to the podcast episodes uh, specifically, it just yeah food gets eaten more slowly as you're simultaneously talking to everyone and slower eating potentially helps you eat less overall because since you're you're giving your body and your brain that 10 to 15 minute window so more time to signal that it's full which is i guess not really at the front of your mind, I guess when you say slower more social eating, but I definitely think there is a link there or potentially and one thing I do want to emphasize before I continue with this podcast episode is I'm not saying that Italy's lower obesity rate with a uh, lower obesity rate at least amongst European countries because I know when you compare it to maybe other countries around the world it is still quite high, but at least to compared to other, European countries. I'm not saying it's just one specific reason that I'm mentioning in isolation. I think it's just the combination of potential reasons as w- or, or the potential reasons that I'm talking about here. And this isn't a be all and end all list either. As I'm going through them, there might be something that I didn't mention that could definitely be contributing to it as well. Anyway, on the second point, or onto the second point, I should say, is Italian breakfasts. So, what do Italians eat for breakfast? Well, a typical breakfast in Italy consists of, honestly, generally speaking, not that much. Many Italians that I met, and again, I feel like this does apply quite a bit to Southern Europe, I would often see them just opt for like something like an espresso, or an espresso, I should say, and a, a small croissant, for example, meaning that, although not very nutritious, these dietary habits al- almost result in like a sort of intermittent fasting approach. That's not to say that intermittent fasting is magical for weight loss, because it's not. Still, it does potentially result in you being more likely to fall within a calorie deficit. And it's as simple as that. So that's just something to think about as well. And then the third point is the Mediterranean diet. I do feel like The Mediterranean diet is playing a role here and that's not to or I should say I don't like putting specific diets on pedestals nor does the Mediterranean diet need to be thought of as some sort of weight loss or fat loss approach because I don't think of it as that but it does do well to emphasize foods that you would do well to eat regardless because it prioritizes whole grains vegetables legumes fruits nuts seeds herbs spices and seafood And consuming these things regularly only helps and you know what on that note before i go on to the next point as you may realize that a lot of again the mediterranean diet is going to be high in protein as well now if you're struggling with your protein intake and you need some help i do have a free so it's free you don't have to pay anything for it i'm sure you knew what free meant i don't know why i said that there's a free protein cheat sheet on my website now the way you can access that or grab that is via the link within the show notes of this podcast episode and this guide is just very efficient i've basically given you a massive list but i've obviously made it look very aesthetically ap- uh, appealing and it's just easy to go through and uh, there's just the most efficient protein on- protein sources there out of like meat seafood or dairy or beans etc cetera, etc cetera. so depending on what maybe your nutrition your nutrition needs are you can find the most efficient of protein sources. Anyway, let me not say too much about that because I don't want the podcast episode to be about this. But yeah, free protein cheat sheet via the show notes, uh, via the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. Anyway, on to the next point, which is um, aperitivo, which this is when Italians get together for drinks before meals. And this isn't to say that drinking alcohol before your meal is a good idea and something I want you to do because it's not, but what I am saying is it could be wise to enjoy a glass of water or two beforehand because research shows that drinking fluids beforehand may result in you consuming less food because you're just filling yourself up that bit more. So it's worth thinking about there. And that's what I guess with the aperitivo is happening subconsciously. And now the next point, I've lost count by now, but the next point is cultural attitude towards food as well. So I feel like Italians, that the food, they like good quality food. They're not just settling on anything. They're very specific with the way they do things. It's part of the life, part of the culture. And I don't, I feel like this is something that can't be overlooked as well. I know there's specific laws that have happened there. I don't think they like uh, modified, I think it's like genetically modified foods either. And I don't, Want to say that that these foods are harmful because to my understanding at least right now and i'm happy to be wrong with this maybe one day or in the future but to my understanding of the science right now this isn't harmful but italians don't even want that regardless like they want natural um, and uh, they just want the finest of ingredients and i do think that's playing a role as well potentially somehow at least just yet the cultural attitude attitude towards food as a whole now, onto the next point, and this is moving away from nutrition right now, and we're going more into, I guess, the physical activity side of things, is that more pedestrianized cities. So, one thing I can say, and this isn't just limited to Italy, but this is really the case around Europe as a whole, but I think for Southern Europe, again, you can emphasize this even more so because it's got better weather. But when you think about it, Again, like I said, great weather. The towns, again, more pedestrianised. You don't have to get a car everywhere like you have to do in the US, for example, or maybe other countries around the world. I only mentioned the US because I've been there a few times and you literally cannot walk anywhere, maybe outside of New England at least. And um, again, both these factors that I mentioned, so the great weather and the towns just being more walk-friendly, means that people are more likely to walk a lot more. And when you walk more, that can go a long way for weight management and just general health. It can only be a good thing. Now, onto... And you know what? Before I go on to the next point, I feel like more walking is just so underrated because when I am visiting a country like the US, because my wife is from the USA, walking sometimes is just something I miss. Sometimes I just want to take like a five or 10 minute walk to the grocery shop or the supermarket. And I can't even do that. Whereas in Portugal or England, that's just something I can do on a whim. I don't have to even... I just have to, you know, put on my shoes and go. And uh, I can have like a, a relaxing 5 to 10 minute walk there, listen to my favorite podcast or call a friend, do my groceries and come back and then do the same. So it's just really good for the soul. Whereas again, in some places that's not a luxury and I definitely think that's helping again with weight management. Anyway, onto the final point. So yes, this is the final point of the podcast episode, but Italians, like I said at the beginning of this episode, they are passionate communicators. Uh, an Italian's so an Italian's knee is generally going to be higher than yours. They love to flail their hands around and put a lot of energy into what they're into what they're saying. So they move around a lot, and when you fidget, move and walk more, you subconsciously raise your levels of knee. And basically, your knee is movement that you do throughout the day that isn't an exercise session. For example, to, just to put it very simply. So, and, uh, and this isn't an exaggeration as well. I think maybe some people hear that and think that's an exaggeration about how Italians like to be very animated with their hands and use their hands a lot as they're speaking. But I can tell you after being there, meeting a lot of Italians and having a lot of Italian friends at the time, I, w- I would like to think is yeah, they are very animated. And I even remember, and this is going me going on a bit of a tangent. I remember, I think it was during the Euro 2020 that was held in 2021. The Italian national football team, I think they had the, the whole squad in the tunnel before they were going out between, uh, for a game. And all the, the camera was on all the players and all the players, they were, you know, Obviously, you're going into a high stakes game, so the pressure is high and everyone's feeling it and you can see them talking to each other and the hands are going everywhere. And I just thought I was like, just how funny is that to see? And I think that was like trending on social media because of it. Anyway, that is it from the points that I wanted to mention. So what I do want to say is that overall, I wouldn't say Italians get more nutrients in their diet than you, as each country has different dietary habits, nor are they necessarily healthier. In this case, I'm I'm referencing maybe the breakfasts that typically do happen there. And again, I'm not saying that everyone eats like that, but I'm just speaking quite generally here. But I definitely feel that Italians consume fewer overall calories and arguably burn more too compared to at least a lot of their European counterparts. And at the end of the day, calories are what matter for weight loss. I feel with that said and done, If you want to find out more tips that could potentially help you on your weight loss journey or more, I guess, interesting conversations about topics similar to this or just to find out maybe more workout hacks or consistency suggestions or nutrition advice, you know what, on that note, like I said, sign up for my email list. Obviously, I mentioned the free protein cheat sheet earlier that you can grab via the show note, the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. But if you want to sign up for my email list instead, where I send out an email once or twice a week, every week, then that's also, uh, as one, of, it's also one of the links in the show notes of this podcast episode. So I hope you liked the potential thoughts and theories I could even say that I mentioned throughout this podcast episode. And uh, if you did enjoy listening to this, then please do consider sharing it with a friend. Take care, have a lovely day and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. That wraps it up for another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, then please do consider sharing it with your friends, family, group chat, or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode. Otherwise, if you haven't already, then please do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And remember all the relevant links such as the inquiry form to potentially become a Keros Online member, my social media handles, a free fat loss guide, and a free workout plan are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.